Are you struggling to get member sales? Are you sitting there despairing, scratching your head, trying to figure out why in the world people are not joining your incredible membership? There may be a good reason for it. We're going to explore common reasons people may not be joining your membership site in episode 316 of the Membership Guys podcast. That's coming up in just a sec. You're listening to the Membership Guys podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and advice from the leading experts on growing a successful membership business each and every week. And now, here's your host, Mike Morrison. Well, hello there. Welcome to episode 316 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host, Mike Morrison, one half of the Membership Guys. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. If you are a brand new listener, you've just discovered the show today, make sure you hit the subscribe button in whatever app you use to listen to the show in or head to membershippodcast.com. That will give you the links of all the main podcast apps and services we're available in so you can pick and choose where you get your weekly dose of membership advice. If you're already subscribed, you know I love you, you know I appreciate you. Thanks so much for every second of your time and attention that you give. If you have a spare moment, I would love to ask a favour of you if you'll indulge me. If you enjoy the show, if you've had value from the show, if it's helped you in any way whatsoever... I would truly appreciate if you could take a minute of your time to leave a nice rating and review of the show. Shiny five stars only, please. (laughs) If you've got any gripes, if you think it's a one-star show, tweet me and let me know why first before you trash my show on the interwebs. But if you enjoyed the show, if you think it's worth five stars, I would love it if you could leave a little review. Not only does that help us to know we're doing a good job, but it also helps us reach more people people, help more membership businesses. And that's what we're all about. If you can take the time to do that, I truly appreciate it. Be sure to let me know on social that you have so I can thank you personally. All right. Why aren't people joining your membership site? You might have the most incredible membership in the world. You might have slaved away for months and months to perfect each and every little element of it. But then people just aren't joining. What is going on? Today I'm going to run through some common reasons we see for why people might not be joining your membership site. The first of those could be that you're not asking for the sale or you're not asking for the sale enough. So, so many people do this. They have an aversion to coming off as salesy, to selling, to marketing. They perceive it as something that is sleazy. They don't want their audience to think badly of them for having the nerve to try and sell a product. And so they don't really link to it in their emails. Maybe you sent one sales email to a new subscriber when they first join your email list and then you never bring it up again. If that's you, make sure you listen to last week's podcast episode, episode 315, where I broke down five types of emails you need to send every new subscriber on your list in order to promote your membership. But people do this. They avoid mentioning it in emails. They don't link to it on their website. They're not promoting it on social media. They don't have the link in their profiles, in their email signatures. They're just not talking to people about it. They don't have a sales funnel. They're just kind of hoping that someone will magically discover it. 
They'll stumble across your membership by pure chance or someone will tell them, hey, you need to go join this membership site. But that just doesn't work. You've got to tell people about your membership. Build it and they will come is not a valid marketing strategy. And I understand if you don't want to appear to be salesy and you can definitely overdo it. And quite often what we find is people see the way that some people in the online world operate, the way that they promote, the way that they advertise, and it's over the top. And they just associate those extremes with any type of promotional activity. And so they overcorrect They steer too far in the other direction and they don't try to sell or market their membership at all. However, if your membership truly is what you say it is, if it's really, really useful and helpful, if you really do have solutions to your audience's problems, you are doing them a disservice by not telling them about your membership. You are failing them. You are letting them down if you do not market your membership to them. Because quite often, the only thing standing in the way of someone joining a membership is simply awareness. They do not know that you have the solution to their problems. You owe it to your audience if they are having frustrations, if they are stuck, if they're facing challenges, and you've created a product that will genuinely, genuinely help them, you owe it to them to ask for the sale, to tell them about it. If you're not asking for the sale enough, that could be a big, big part of the reason why people aren't joining your membership. Another reason could be that you have an unclear value proposition. So it might not be clear or obvious what you're offering. Maybe you're a bit vague, a bit non-specific when talking about features and benefits. Perhaps you use way too much jargon and people just don't get what you're talking about. Maybe you focus only on benefits. So a lot of time people who will give you marketing advice will tell you, don't talk just about features. Don't just talk about the bits and pieces, the specifics. Talk about the change. Talk about the results. Talk about the benefits. That's true to an extent. But at some point, you do actually need to tell people what's in the box in terms of the type of content you offer, whether you have a community, whether you do live workshops and so on. When you focus only on the benefits, that's all well and good, but it still doesn't paint a clear picture in your audience's head of what they will actually get within your membership. It's important to focus on benefits, but you do still need to give some specifics. So if you have an unclear value proposition, it's not clear why your membership is relevant to your members, why they need it, what change it will affect, what they learn, what they get, then that will be why they're not joining. We say it all the time. People don't join memberships to stand still. They join because they have a result they want to achieve. They have a transformation they want to undergo. They have a goal they want to hit. So you need to break it down as clearly as possible, how your membership will help them get there and what that means in real terms. Don't just go all wishy-washy. Don't just go with a high-level jargon-led approach get specific. What does this mean to real people? What real change can it affect? And why do people need it right now? If your value proposition is unclear, it's not clear in who you serve, how you serve them, and what you use to get them from A to B, then that can affect the likelihood that they'll join your membership. However, it may be that your value proposition is as clear as day, and maybe you're asking for the sale more than enough 
it might just be that your offer sucks. That's a real mean thing to say, but it happens. Maybe you're solving a problem that doesn't exist. That often happens when someone hasn't researched and validated what their market actually wants, where they've just rushed in to create a membership site because someone told them, hey, create a membership site, and they did not spend the time in the formation and the development of that idea to speak to their audience, to research and to validate that idea. And then they launch and no one joins because no one wanted what they're creating. They're solving a problem that doesn't exist. They're trying to research an audience that doesn't exist. Maybe the stuff you cover in your membership is extremely outdated. If you run a social media membership and your most recent course is about how to design your MySpace profile, then of course people aren't going to join. Perhaps you're really not offering much in exchange for what you're charging. Now, the true value of a membership doesn't come from simply having the most stuff. So you don't have to give people mountains of content, features and resources in order to justify charging them good money. But at the same time, you also can't take them for fools. If you're charging $200 a month and all someone gets in exchange for that is a single one-page PDF, then even if it's the most incredible, mind-blowing PDF in the world that contains the most incredible, groundbreaking secrets, it's going to be an incredibly hard sell when people do that initial assessment of the value that they'll be getting in exchange for joining your membership. So maybe people aren't joining because actually what you're offering sucks. It's not what they need. No one needs it. It's not in line with the problems, the challenges that your audience are actually facing because you didn't do the prerequisite research. You're charging too much. You're offering too little. Or what you're offering is just dated. It's just not important to your audience. So sometimes you need to have that little come to Jesus with yourself to see, you know, is my offer, is my membership actually a good and worthwhile product? Now, I'm sure if you're listening to the Membership Guys podcast, you have no worries here. Your offer is probably amazing because you're a smart cookie. This podcast only attracts the smartest people. Not that I'm sucking up to you guys, but generally it does. So, This probably won't be why people aren't joining. However, you can't just take for granted that if you throw any old thing together and charge a monthly fee, people will just join. Often, people's not joining a membership. It could be the membership just sucks. Another reason people might not be joining is perhaps they perceive you as a nice-to-have, but not a must-have. A vitamin, but not a painkiller. You know, think about your mindset and your approach. Vitamins versus painkillers, or for people in the UK, vitamins. Don't worry, I haven't haven't switched completely to our transatlantic way of pronouncing words. Vitamins, we call them in the UK. Vitamins, vitamin, vitamin. (laughs) Whichever way you pronounce it, vitamins, vitamins, there's no urgency around them, right? You know you should take them, you know that... You know, it's a good thing you should be doing. It's good practice. You know, good little boy scout takes his vitamins just like Hulk Hogan used to. But painkiller is much more compelling. If you've got a headache, you're not going to rush to down a handful of vitamins, right? Maybe if you'd been taking them, perhaps you could have avoided that killer headache. But if you're 
experiencing real pain right now, you want the thing that's going to dull that pain. That painkiller is a must-have. In that circumstance, a vitamin, it's nice to have. So this comes down to which your membership is. Is it a nice to have? Is it something that people think, you know what, I can see the value in having access to that as opposed to I must be a member of this place. I must engage with this membership. Take my money, please, because I know that you are going to address my pain, solve my problem, drive me forward. So is your membership expendable or essential? There's got to be some sense of urgency, a sense of, oh my word, I need this in my life. I'm so glad I finally found this membership. Now I can fix this, learn this, achieve this. When you're perceived as nice to have, there isn't any urgency and that can often mean that there aren't any sales. So are you positioning and presenting your membership as a nice to have or a must have? Again, so much of this comes down to understanding your audience, but also to nailing your messaging. Another reason people may not be joining your membership, perhaps your pricing is confusing. Man, do people overthink and overcook and overcomplicate their pricing. Multiple tiers, each of which you can join either monthly, quarterly, annually. Some have a joining fee, some have a trial, some can be paid in installments. <laughs> some will have the price increase or decrease after a period. Whew. When your pricing is confusing, you will lose sales. People should not have to decipher your pricing to figure out which option to take up. Because pricing is usually the last thing someone sees, the last piece of the puzzle for them to make the decision to join your membership. And when you get people to that stage, if someone has progressed through your marketing campaigns, through your sales material, through your sales page, and they're at the point where they see your price and they've got that button that says join now, the only decision, the only analysis you want them to be doing is, should I join? Yes or no? If someone gets to that point and you essentially override that decision with having to try and figure out, trying to analyze, trying to navigate six or seven different pricing options, you're moving them further away from a point at which they'd be ready to join. And you're risking that analysis, that period of having to work out what's going on with your pricing. You're risking that, causing them to just walk away. I'll come back later when I can wrap my head around this. I'll talk to, you know, my partner. I'll talk to a friend. I'll, I'll contact their support team and, and see if I can get some clarity. Your pricing should be clear as day. Keep it super simple. Quite often you'll see people have multiple pricing tiers in their membership where it's just not clear what each tier contains, why the gold plan is better than the silver plan and worse than the platinum plan. Or they make things unnecessarily overcomplicated. Hey, join our membership. You'll get a two-week free trial followed by an initial payment of $100 and then $49 a month for 12 months after that, after which the price goes down to $39. Man, it's just mega convoluted. Or even having something that might seem harmless, like expressing annual payments as an equivalent monthly cost. You see this a lot. Join today for $20 a month, billed annually. $20 a month, billed annually. 
why not just say $240 a year? $20 a month billed annually. You don't need to express it as a monthly fee because at no point will they ever be able to pay it at a monthly fee. You might as well just, you know, break it down even further. Tell me what the cost is every 36 hours. That's as relevant as the monthly cost. That is being deliberately obtuse. When people express annual costs as a monthly cost, it's okay kind of if it's if it's in a little, you know, a, a single line underneath to just put it in context for people, that's different. But when you have your pricing box and right there it says big, big font, $20 a month, and then little font underneath, paid annually. You're being deliberately obtuse and it's going to confuse people or at the very least put some of those people off. And that could be why they're not joining. Another reason people may not be joining is that you're just too broad in terms of who you're trying to serve, who you're trying to appeal to. As the saying goes, the riches are in the niches. Once again, I'm going to catch heat for taking the American pronunciation because, of course, in the UK, it's not niche, it's niche. We use the Francais pronunciation. <laughs> but yeah, for the purpose of the rhyme, the riches are in the niches. Broad memberships that try to help everyone with everything, they're a much harder sell than specific memberships which have a clear focus on who they help, what they help them with. You want to be known for solving a specific problem. If not, then people might not think that you're specialist enough, you're knowledgeable enough to help them with their specific needs or that you're only going to be able to help them on a surface level because how could you possibly have extensive knowledge on absolutely everything? You do see some people online, I call them everything experts. They're people who think that they are a master of all trades, but that's almost never the case. If your membership is too broad, if you are trying to help absolutely everyone, not only are you going to have people thinking, okay, so, you know, within their whole library, they're, they're boasting about hundreds of different tutorials. There's maybe only going to be a tiny fraction of appeal to me, so I'd be better off joining somewhere that just focuses on that. You're also essentially too good to be true because if you're suggesting that you can really really solve any problem you're going to really struggle to fulfill that promise you're going to end up with people being disappointed with your membership which affects word of mouth which affects the likelihood that will come back which affects sales you want to be known for solving a specific problem almost always we see the most successful membership sites being the ones that are specialists that are focused on a niche. We dive more into the importance of niching down or niching down back in episode 244. I would encourage you, if you're early in your journey and you are trying to figure out should you go broad, should you go niche, check that episode out, themembershipguys.com slash 244. Next reason people may not be joining your membership may simply be that you're just not reaching enough people. You're not casting a wide enough net you're not able to access a big enough audience. Now, that might be that the market just doesn't exist, that the audience just don't exist. Maybe you're throwing everything you've got at trying to reach as many people in a particular market, a particular industry, 
and you're just coming up short. That could very well be that you have chosen to operate in a very, very small or a non-existent market. Maybe you've niched down too far or more likely and more common, again, you've not done the research when you were starting out to establish, does this market exist? Is there a need for this? Are there people out there interested in the very thing that I'm starting a membership around? Do people exist who have the sort of problems I assume that they have and that I'm trying to solve? Again, there's crossover with what we talked about earlier, solving a problem that just doesn't exist. So if you're not reaching enough people, it might just be there aren't enough people to reach because the market isn't there. More often than not, if you're not reaching enough people, it's just because you haven't built up an audience. Again, people aren't just going to magically, you know, gravitate towards you. You need to put in the work to build up that audience. It can take a long time to do that. There's three real ways of doing it. Build your own audience, buy an audience through paid ads, through joint venture partnerships, through, you know, paying for exposure, or borrowing an audience, teaming up with influencers, getting onto podcasts, doing webinars, guest sessions for other people who have the audience you want to reach. But building your own audience is the most effective, but also it's the slowest. It takes the longest time to build momentum, to gather your own crowd via content marketing, via search engine optimization, via podcasting, whereby platforms like iTunes and Spotify help you reach more people and become more discoverable. If you've not done any of that, then you might not be reaching enough people because you just haven't assembled enough of them. You haven't established the paths to reach the people you need to reach. Or maybe you're not reaching enough people because you're in an extremely crowded market and you simply don't stand out. Maybe the market and the audience is huge, but you can't get your head above the crowd to actually make your voice heard. That can definitely, definitely happen. So look at ways in which you can stand out. Look at opportunities for perhaps pairing up with other big players in your market who don't have memberships, but who do have the audience that you have. Maybe there's some joint ventures to be arranged there. Lots of content on the Membership Guys podcast and indeed inside Membership Academy about growing that audience so you can reach more people. Now, we mentioned being in that crowded market and not standing out. That could be a big, big part of why you're not getting people joining your membership. It may be that you're indistinguishable from your established competitors. Now, you often find that when there's an existing big player in a particular market, they also have a lot of copycats. So if there's an existing big player in your market, sometimes deliberately or sometimes accidentally, you end up emulating them a little too closely. Maybe you looked at what they were offering or the way they were doing things and your assessment was that in order to compete, you needed to kind of be the same or offer the same. Perhaps you felt that their whole aesthetic, their branding, their color schemes, their look and feel, maybe you looked at that and said, okay, well, these are the dominant guys in the market. These are the dominant memberships in the market. And these are you know elements of their presence. And so clearly that's what works. So clearly mine needs to be close to theirs too. 
You just need to look at the female entrepreneur market. There are countless memberships who cater to that market who all use the same colour scheme. Pastel pink, a little bit of gold, and either a white highlight or a black highlight. Anyone who's in any sort of membership or has been around that female entrepreneurship, you will know what I'm saying is true. How many? Just pay attention next time you you look at blogs, you look at podcasts, you log into memberships in those markets. Just pay attention to the colour scheme. You notice that they all look alike, right? That can get very samey. And so you end up in a situation where you have the one big dog and then a bunch of Me Too memberships that just all blur into each other. Now, when you scratch beneath the surface, the Me Too memberships might be better. They might be run by more credible people. They might have better content. They might have better results. But when people make that surface level assessment, if you're blending in, if you're indistinguishable from established competitors, you're not going to get people to scratch beneath the surface because they're not going to join your membership in order to do so. So again, this comes down to standing out. It comes down to making sure that you're not just blindly following the the pack. You're not assuming, okay, well, this membership is successful. Therefore, the things that they do are obviously the things that you need to do to be successful. And therefore, I will do likewise. But I'm going to be different because, you know, I'm the only membership that offers everything they do and this other thing. It just doesn't work. I remember back in my days when I would go to breakfast networking meetings and, um, you know, these uh, dusty hotel rooms over a stale fried breakfast where everyone's exchanging business cards and referrals and stuff like that. Some of you listening will be getting flashbacks to this. Uh, And I just remember there was a stationary company and their uh, differentiator was that, hey, if you order your stationery from us, not only do you get the same great stationery that everyone else offers, but we'll also include a tin of biscuits, a tin of cookies. Now, I like biscuits, I like cookies. I've got to say both because, again, man, this is really turning into UK versus US, this episode. Cookies and biscuits are different on both sides of the Atlantic. Um, But, you know, I like cookies, As much as the next guy, anyone who's met me knows I like cookies, but that's just not enough when everything else is the same. When the product on offer is identical, when the stock photography in your catalogue and your brochure is the same as 20 other people in the same field, when the name of your business is just a a derivative of, again, every other stationary company's name. So... Again, think about how you can truly, truly stand out. Because if you do blend, if you are indistinguishable, then it doesn't matter about those little gimmicks. It doesn't matter about those little extras. It doesn't matter who's actually better. If there's an established competitor, they're always going to get the nod ahead of you because you will look like you're following on their coattails. And that might be why people aren't joining. The final reason, so we're up to the ninth reason people aren't joining, Maybe they just don't trust you yet. Trust is everything. Trust is currency in business, online or offline. Especially with the membership site, because they're not just buying one thing from you today. 
they are entering into an ongoing relationship with you. They are signing up to learn from you, to be served by you essentially, to have their problems, to put their faith in you month to month, year to year. That takes a much stronger relationship, a a much stronger trust. So if they don't know who you are, if you're not established, if your brand is new, if you're not a known entity, if you don't have a body of work, some content they can read or listen to or watch, recommendations, social proof, other people saying you are trustworthy, then your audience might be more hesitant to do business with you and to join your membership. Again, especially when it comes to memberships versus standalone products. When it's a one-off standalone product, they may take a punt. Joining a membership is a much more considered decision. So this is why we're huge fans of content marketing. We always extol the virtues of content marketing for membership owners in particular, blogging, podcasting, and so on, because that goes a long, long way to build trust, to strengthen that relationship, to help people connect with you, to get to know your voice, to verify for them that you are someone worth listening to, you are someone they want to spend time from, you're someone that they want to learn from, and they're someone whose community and whose orbit they want to be part of. And again, things like social proof can play a huge part. Actually proving that you deliver, showing that you've helped other people to get results, goes so far for building trust. So those are nine reasons that could be behind why people simply aren't joining your membership site. Number one, you're not asking for the sale enough. Don't shy away from this. You owe it to your audience. If you've got the solution to their problem, you do them a disservice if you do not market your membership. Number two, you've got an unclear value proposition. You're so vague, you're so waffly, you're so focused on just the benefits or the high level, whatever, that people just don't grasp what is on offer. Sometimes simplicity in your messaging is key. Tell people what they're actually getting. Get specific about the nuts and bolts and what's in the box and why it matters. Number three, I'm sorry to say, maybe your membership sucks. This probably isn't it. Don't get all up in your feelings. Don't get worried. Don't get anxious. (laughs) It might not be it. But if your membership kind of sucks, if you're overcharging, under-delivering, you probably already know that. It's probably by design. So don't be surprised if people aren't falling for it. Number four, you're seen as a nice-to-have, not a must-have. Are you a vitamin or are you a painkiller? Think about that one. Number five, Maybe your pricing is confusing. People overcomplicate this so much. Keep it super simple. If it takes you more than a few words to describe your pricing, you're probably doing it wrong. Number six, you're too broad in who you're trying to appeal to. You're trying to be everything to everyone, and as a result, you're nothing to no one, and you're not getting sales. Number seven, you're just not reaching enough people. Either the market doesn't exist, you haven't built up an audience, or you're getting drowned out in a crowded market. Number eight, you're blending in. You're indistinguishable. You're seen as a copycat, a made-to membership. You've got to find a way to make your mark to stand out from established competitors. And finally, reason number nine, people aren't joining on membership. They don't trust you yet. They don't know you yet. 
When all things are equal, people will do business with people that they know, like, and trust. Fantastic guy by the name of Bob Berg wrote that in his book, The Go-Giver. And it is true for memberships as it is true in all walks of business, especially for memberships. If people don't trust you, that could be a big part of the reason why they're not joining your membership. So I hope today's episode has given you a bit of food for thought. So maybe giving you a reason to get a little introspective to look at some of the nuts and bolts and some of the foundational stuff within your membership in the way you position it, in the way you communicate your value proposition, your messaging, in the way you handle your pricing, in the way you're marketing yourself. Maybe even going back and looking at, okay, did we make the mistake of rushing into this thing, not researching the market's needs, not understanding this stuff, not validating before we went in? All that stuff could be what is causing a situation where people just are not joining your membership. I hope it helps you. I hope it points you in the right direction. If you can identify that one or more of these things are likely behind a, a lack of sales, a lack of momentum, then we have a lot of resources for free at themembershipguys.com or within our paid community, membershipacademy.com, that will steer you back in the right direction and help you get to a place where you don't have to worry about people not joining because they're falling over themselves to be part of your membership. So make sure you make use of the resources that we have to help you correct the ship. That is it from me for this week. Hope you found today's episode useful. I'll be back again next week with another installment of the Membership Guys podcast. I'll see you then. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. The Membership Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be or whether your website's already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, step-by-step -step membership roadmap, exclusive member-only discount perks and tools, as well as our supportive, active community that will help you along the way with feedback, encouragement, and advice, the Membership Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership business. Check it out at membershipacademy.com.